Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. It is indeed Ray and Brad here at The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The advertising show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. And today is an encore show. Our special guest, Kevin McKiernan, was with us back in uh, 2009 and again in uh, 2011. And uh, we thought it would be fun to have him back again as well because he is founder and CEO of a very unique company that licenses music and sounds and so on. And it's a science, okay? And it's a real cool process. Creative License is the name of Kevin's company. We know you're going to enjoy this. Kevin McKiernan out of New York is with us uh, today, the founder uh, and CEO of uh, Creative License. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, creativelicense.com, it's kind of cool, kind of retro, kind of new, kind of kind of unique. But uh, Kevin began his professional career over uh, 20 years ago, making his personal mark across the film, television, and theater industries. Spent his spare time helping to open theater companies across the U.S., helping to develop a, a series of innovative music programs for um, emotionally disturbed children. Eventually, Kevin's inc- incisive views on music and talent, coupled with an undeniable entrepreneurial spirit and a series of key connections had made, uh, they made along the way, led him to not only give birth to Creative License, as we said in 99, but to help the company grow in facets well beyond its competition. Kevin's touch can be seen and felt throughout the world in uh, work of major marketers, including Ford, Sprint, Hewlett-Packard, Walmart, Anheuser-Busch, Pfizer, Intel, Chevrolet, Bayer, Chase, Subaru, Olympus, and the list goes on and on. As we said before, uh, MCI as well, too, is uh, is benefiting from Kevin's expertise. Uh, the the folks at Crispin Porter, basically, if you could sum up the uh, sum up in in a reactive way, uh, the role there, it's uh, it's they hung the moon. Uh, need it, need to get it done. Need to get it taken care of right away. In Kevin's specialty, uh, he's there, and the company is there, Creative License. So we'll talk to Kevin here in uh, just a few moments for a few segments. I've got, uh, you got about 20 seconds worth of material that we can talk about? Well, you know, I think you covered Kevin's uh, company so well, other than maybe giving a phone number out or how you could request a brochure. I think you pretty much did it, Ray. He has one of those really neat trifold brochures that the company, it's it's really cool. Have you ever seen those things? <laughs> 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 you go by yes, the I, you go by the heavy stock stuff, yeah. and you you put a picture of a uh, of a clip art family on the front. And no, I'm just joking. So we'll talk to Kevin right. here in just a moment <laughs> out of New York uh, at the advertising show. It's being powered by Shipple.com. It's a platform called Tendency, and it's a killer marketing platform. It's S C H I P U L dot com. We'll be back with uh, Kevin and Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe here in just a moment on the advertising show. Stay with us. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. You love double mint gum. Double good, double good, double mint gum. Double fresh. As promised here at The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth, it is Kevin McKiernan, founder and CEO 
of creative license out of New York City and uh, going global here and doing a whole bunch of things around the world. Kevin, it's great to have you back here at the Advertising Show. Welcome. Good to be back, fellas. Yeah, Kevin, uh, Ray had, uh, did a great job of reading your, your bio and a little background on your company, but it has been a few years since you've been on our program. We call this the shameless self-promotion part of the show, give you an opportunity to share with our listeners, if you would, some of the services that uh, Creative License provides uh, for your clients. Um, well, you know what they say, you never pass up an opportunity to talk about how you can serve your constituencies, but... I guess if from years ago when we first uh, spoke, fellas, um, the business, the, the marketing entertainment industry has shifted so much that we've had to shift and reinvent ourselves with, with it as well. And so I, I would say the, the, the arrow of creative license is now pointed in the true north direction of, um, as a strategic entertainment consultancy. And what, what, what that means is marketers really have a, have an unparalleled time right now to stretch their entertainment spend over all their marketing platforms and create really streamlined, uh, consolidated deals that um, are incredibly aggressive and can reach as many eyes and ears and fingertips as there are people out there. So is it just really the fact that there are more platforms, the digital world is expanded and, and given more opportunities that made you guys circle back around and, I guess, not change, but broaden your business model? Yeah, we had clients coming to us asking us, how can, we, uh, how can we be where our clients are, where their eyes and ears are? And so our entertainment partners, you know, um, we're an independent shop. We're not owned by anyone. So the CAAs and the EMIs and the Sonys would come to us and say, here's the opportunities, here's the artists or the, or the shows or the talent we're involved in exploiting, exploiting in the best way right now. What do you see out there from your brand partners where there might be a fit for us? And so we would go to our brand partners or our brand partners' agencies and present different ideas um, and then take them out of the traditional media of just straight TV or radio and say, how else, is, there, is there room to build this entertainment idea into a mobile app or a social media app? Or can we have this, this idea participated in a concert venue where folks can use a mobile app and participate with, with the band that's performing in real time? How else can we engage people in an interactive way where they are? So you're not so much knocking them on the head with, a, with an idea or a message, but you're engaging them where they already exist. People go to concerts to hear music. They love that band. If a marketer's there with the band and the people, there's, it's much more of a, um, of a, it's much less of a hard sell and much more of a, if there's a fit there between that audience and the, the entertainment property, so be it. In a very real way, then, you are involved in an industry that is indeed hurting at this particular point in time, aren't you? I wouldn't know if it's hurting. I'd say it's reinventing itself. Reinvention can be painful to morph from one thing to another, but it's also exciting and it's, and it's, uh, it's change. And, you know, you fellows, myself, we're all going to have to reinvent ourselves two or three more times before we're, mm-hmm. we're done with this journey. So for the advertising industry to have to do so in such a dramatic fashion uh, now, in 2009, it's, it's, uh, I think it's exciting. It's, it's proved an abundant time for a lot of people. Including uh, creative license, I would imagine. Sure, sure. I mean, there's, you know, if you have marketers looking at, like, how do I spend my money in the entertainment world? If I'm buying music or if I'm creating original music or I'm working with celebrities or celebrity voiceovers or I'm sponsoring tours or seeding events, if I'm doing that, am I doing that in the smartest way? 
And in the past two years, you've had a lot of marketers from the top down, from the C-level, C-market, CMO, marketer level down, from procurement up saying, how can we do this as efficiently as, as possible without compromising uh, creativity? So it's almost as if in the past we've seen models where you might have, if you, if you go with me on an analogy here, 10 people going to the supermarket shopping for two or three things each individually, going to the checkout line individually and then coming back. And what if a marketer went to the entertainment supermarket one time with one larger check and in a streamlined fashion, sh- you know, shop for the entire family while they were in that supermarket? It'd be far more efficient. You'd get far more done in less time, and you'd create a greater value for yourself because if you're buying you know, three heads of lettuce instead of one three times, you're going to get a better deal. Now, I hope you guys are good and hungry now. For lettuce, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. You know, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the the digital world for a moment. Digital agencies have recently become more adventurous and confident with making some design and part of creative with flash pages, mobile apps, online games, etc. Share with us, Kevin, your thoughts on how sound design is being incorporated in digital me- messaging and what the expectations are for the future of sound in interactive advertising. When you say sound design, I think of of a composer or a music house uh, creating an oral experience, uh, almost as if one might experience if they walked into a theater. And before that show begins at the theater, there's a sound, there's a hum, there's a buzz. So sound designers are doing that. Sound designers are also creating original music, and they're also re-recording existing music, and they're also doing this sonic branding thing, and that that. That means a lot of different things to people, sonic branding, but ultimately it's the use of sound, and sound can be music, it can be voice, it can be um, ambience, uh, to reinforce a brand identity. Mm-hmm. It's a vehicle of like uh, infusing a message to a targeted con- consumer. And with that said, we'll add some music right here, and it will uh, come up on a break, Brad. We've got to take a break on the advertising show. Listen to this sound behind my voice. Isn't it wonderful? It's it's good. Uh, we have uh, the advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, and our very special guest is Kevin McKernan, founder and CEO of Creative License. More with Kevin and Ray and Brad in just a moment. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I used to be alone in a crowd. But now you look around these days. There seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. Kevin McKiernan is founder and CEO out of uh, uh, a creative license, I should say. <clears throat> Excuse me, out of uh, New York. And uh, Kevin, a, a past guest on the show. Glad to have you back, Kevin. Welcome back to the Advertising Show. Great to be here, guys. Yeah, there's always been an emphasis placed on the visual representation of brands, yet more recently, as you point out, sonic branding has taken off a a relatively new area related to consumer branding experience. Uh, But I guess, you know, when you talk about sonic branding in its most, uh, I don't know, traditional form, couldn't we say that the the three tones associated with NBC television 50, 60 years ago was an example of that? Absolutely. That's a, that's a great example of it. And 
it conjures up a certain image, the same as, you know, McDonald's, I'm loving it, or you know, the three tones of Intel. Mm-hmm. And they all have certain things in common, all three of those things. If you trace them back, you can tie them into some of the um, first sounds we hear in life. And uh, one of the first sounds we hear in life is uh, a mother's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So right at our, in, our, in our development, the sounds sounds are, are are creating an impression on us, and there's a space for sounds in our minds and our hearts that uh, stays open as we grow and learn and um, go through life. So that's why it, it's it's such a powerful medium to to uh, for a marketer to um, explore. And you got a lot of brands these days exploring what does my brand sound like. They're asking that question. We talk with brands and say, what do we sound like? Because a lot of brands have. You know, they'll have a whole uh, brand identity book, which will talk about their colors, their values, their mission statements and mandates, and their, everything down to their typography. And we'll ask the question, well, what do you sound like? And they'll, they'll see the light bulb go over their head of like, what do we sound like? <laughs> and that's a process a lot of brands are going through right now exploring to see if they have, a, have a, uh, an audio identity or a, a sound that is particular to them. Seems like uh, Wendy's could use your assistance in this particular uh, uh, time. It's been five years since Dave Thomas has has left us, and uh, Wendy still is having a hard time figuring out exactly who they are, what they are, what they look like, uh, what they taste like and sound like. Uh, so maybe uh, uh, maybe they need to call you, Kevin. Huh? Well, we'll stop by on the way home and dr- do the drive-by and get something to eat and talk to them. <laughs> hey, give us a little peek into your world, staying with Sonic Branding for a moment, Kevin. Uh, Let's, let's say you're sitting around in a conference room with a client trying to figure out what their brand sounds like. What, how, do you, how do you strategy, what kind of strategy do you develop, uh, and what is the strategic, uh, I don't know, brainstorming effect that takes place in a, in a situation such as that? Mm. Well, there are purists in the sonic branding world who would believe, and, and uh, they would believe that a sonic branding idea for a brand to get behind a sound, a, a logo type, you know, an audio version of a of a logo, you'd have to create it, and they would go through the right. entire process where they would deconstruct a brand, and then they would glean from it DNA, and they would turn that DNA into sound. I'm not so much in that camp. I think there's room for that, and that's valuable. But popular culture also offers a great platform for a brand to to take advantage of on a more immediate level. So when we're sitting in a, in a conference room with a brand and, and their marketers and we're saying, what do you sound like? One of the places we'll go will be, let's look at your marketing. Let's look at your marketing and let's listen to your marketing and see what do we hear that resonates with your core values? Because a brand can certainly spell out and share with us their core values and you know, what they're trying to, how they're trying to impact um, the marketplace and who they are and why they have this color paint on their walls, and so we'll say, okay, well, let's 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 take this, let's explore this a little bit, and see, like, uh, beyond that, what do you sound like? So, uh, if we're working with Walmart, for example, we'll look at their marketing and say, let's let's see which music you've used resonates with your core values, and what music doesn't resonate with your core values, and you can learn a lot there. And through that process, as if you were carving away all that doesn't look like Venus de Milo you could slowly, rev- the, the, so, something can be revealed in that brand through this exploratory process. So I'm not completely in the camp that 
you can just create a sound, and the brand can identify it that way. That takes a long process. The payoff is, is, can be um, limited, and it's a little bit hit or miss. If you're using popular culture today, you're creating emotional memories for a future generation. So if, if, I'm, if, I'm, looking at, if I'm targeting um, baby boomers, well, I, one of the things I might do is say, well, who's going to be a baby boomer in 25 years or, or in 15 years? If I'm creating a long-term sustainable brand, I might be thinking about the music that is today, how that might impact a certain demo- demographic down the road as well. On the Advertising Show, Ray Schillen's Brad Forsyth, and Kevin McKernan is our uh, special guest. Uh, out of uh, New York, it's uh, Creative License, the name of the company, creativelicense.com. With Ray and Brad, we've got another segment to go, and we hope you stay right here. Kevin McKernan, founder and CEO of Creative License. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Great to be here. You know, uh, a big user of, uh, of celebrities or stars and music, uh, I would say, is Coca-Cola. They they aired a spot during the Beijing Summer Games, which, uh, as you may recall, it was a spot that supported an animated bird making their own bird's nest stadium out of straws. Uh, one version of the song that uh, told the story of the bird sung by Morgan Visconti. I think a lot of people thought that it was Lou Reed. We find marketers today are really careful about um, if they're taking a classic, let's say they were going to use a Lou Reed song, um, one of the stipulations they would uh, in, in, involve in order to keep their brand safe would be to make sure that the recording they use, if they create a new recording, is distinct from Lou. So folks are pretty sensitive today to making sure that they're not going to be accused of ripping off the equity in someone's voice. And, of course, Lou Reed's voice has a certain equity to it, a certain cachet. You know, Coke has been a big uh, user of of, uh, famous artists, Paul Abdul for Diet Coke, Ashford and Simpson for Coca-Cola, the band for Diet Coke, uh, Michael Bolton, I found, interestingly enough, for Coca-Cola Light. I thought that uh, they nailed that one. You know, there's uh, undoubtedly risk associated with having an artist (laughs) or uh, well-known group connected to your brand, wouldn't you say? And and if so, how do you manage... uh, this risk, and how do you advise your clients when choosing a particular artist or to associate with uh, their particular brand? Well, you can look into, um, you, you, you identify what the brand's core values are and what the brand's strategic objectives are, and then you look at the, the, the bell curve, the arc of, of a celebrity or a band's career, and you say, okay, who is this band? What do they care about? What have they done in the past? Where are they going in, in, the, in the arc of their career? Where are they now? And and um, you can make a best-guess best determination. There's also tools you can use to measure certain attributes that a celebrity or, or a brand has, and, and they can create a, a sense of, okay, comfort. Uh, 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 this, person res- this band resonates with a certain demographic, and they're favorably cons- thought of by um, consumers across America. It, it can get risky, too, though, because if you look at, say, Chris Brown and Juicy Fruit, mm-hmm. you know, Chris... Um, was involved in Juicy Fruit in a very interesting campaign where um, he recorded a song. The song had part of a jingle from Juicy Fruit in it, and um, the song was released down the road. The campaign came out, and all of a sudden it had this interesting hybrid uh, cachet to it. And then, of course, Chris had, had some, some personal problems that became real public, and there's a, there's a PR nightmare on uh, Wrigley's part. So people do things, and that can, uh, that, that can make it a... Um, 
a dynamic process. You know, you can't guarantee what's going to happen. Dead people, for example, though, you know, like if you're working on a campaign with <laughs> Babe Ruth or Marilyn Monroe, or right. you know, those people can be a safer bet. Of course, they're not going to bring as much to the party as yeah. as Chris would, but at least you know they're not going to end up in a, on a, on the front page of the New York Post. Or like Ted Williams' head is back in the news uh, today, uh, as we we heard in the past. Uh, they've been uh, Ted's frozen head apparently is back in the news. It's wonderful. Yes. You know, get, let me give you a chance as we wrap up this segment, Kevin, to talk about some of your recent work at, at Creative License. I know on your site, creativelicense.com, uh, you show a case study highlighting the cotton brand where you guys did some work. I know you also did some work for Lincoln recently. Uh, either one of those two you want to talk about or maybe a third that I haven't mentioned yet? They're both really exciting camp, you know, um, instances of a brand really using entertainment in an effective way. In, in the cotton case, where they were looking to um, rebrand the, the fabric of, of our lives, that classic sound, that jingle that was written a long time ago and, and was recorded by a lot of artists, the notion of, like, of cotton becoming fashion forward. How do we instill a, a, um, an innate sense of cotton in young women 18 to 34 when you really can't measure this you can't measure how much cotton you sell so how do we increase our awareness in the marketplace and there were a couple ideas being floated around but ultimately we we were we thought the best way to do this is to like let's identify the three target areas that cotton wishes to be um, uh, visible in have a greater presence in and there was an urban a country and a pop component to that so we said well which artists are in a malleable phase of their career where there's a porousness to them. And for Cotton to be involved with those artists as they are becoming, quote-unquote, that allows, you know, there's a transfer then that occurs back and forth from Cotton into the artist, from the artist into Cotton. So in a pop realm, we picked Zoe Deschanel, who's a really interesting musician, and she partners with M. Ward, and they have a great musical career, and she's also a a very um, popular independent artist. So she brought something in a non-branding way to Cotton that was really valuable. In the urban uh, realm, it was Jasmine Sullivan, who's a really, really incredibly talented singer who won, who got a whole bunch of Grammy nominations recently. And in the country realm, uh, we had artists that were, that were there as, that were also as strong. So it was a good example of um, Cotton really, uh, instead of, slapping a celebrity or a song on a campaign, integrating their marketing into their into those entertainment into those entertainment properties and and those entertainment properties seamlessly becoming um, messengers and um, for cotton. And uh, it's been a really very positive campaign. You know, uh, a great way to wrap up our, our segment here with you, and glad to have you back for a second time here at the Advertising Show. Keep us posted of what, uh, what's going on at Creative License. It's creativelicense.com, and the founder and CEO, our guest today here at the Advertising Show, is Kevin McKinnon. Kevin, it's been fun having you. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be the Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production, also want to throw out a thanks to our good friends at Shipple. At uh, Shipple.com is the platform that we use here at the Advertising Show, a platform called Tendency. It's a killer marketing platform. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Check it out. Thanks to Ed and his crew here in our home market at Houston. The Advertising Show. Did you enjoy the interview today? Tell your friends, and you'll hear 
new interviews this year, encore shows as well. Uh, but just to get the word out and tell a friend about The Advertising Show, you'll always find it right here at theadvertisingshow.com. We'll talk to you again soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.